Today is Monday, June 13th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage, and this episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you. Apply with more confidence today. The Senate announced yesterday that they have struck a bipartisan deal that would involve modest new gun restrictions and significant new mental health and school security investments. 20 senators, comprised of 10 Democrats and that magic number, 10 Republicans, signed onto a statement announcing the deal, which would be enough to overcome the filibuster and actually become law. Under the deal, federal criminal background checks would include a mandatory search of juvenile justice and mental health records, and a federal grant program would encourage states to implement red flag laws that allow authorities to keep guns away from people who were found by a judge to represent a potential threat to themselves or others. The bill will also close the boyfriend loophole, which would prevent gun sales to domestic violence offenders beyond just spouses, and require gun sellers to register as federal firearms dealers, which would therefore require them to run background checks on their customers, as well as establish new federal offenses for gun trafficking. There will also be billions of federal dollars for behavioral intervention programs at schools, new campus infrastructure, and armed officers. It seems like Congress may have finally felt the anger of their constituents and Matthew McConaughey. The House January 6th committee will hold three televised hearings this week. The first will be this morning, Monday, at 10 a.m. Eastern. The first two witnesses will be Trump's former campaign manager, Bill Stepien, and former Fox News political editor, Chris Steyerwalt. The second session's witnesses today will be election attorney Benjamin Ginsburg, former U.S. attorney B.J. Pack, and former city commissioner of Philadelphia, Al Schmidt. Cancel every single one of my meetings, please. There will also be hearings on Wednesday at 10 a.m. and Thursday at 1 p.m., and the remaining hearings have not yet been scheduled. So be sure to check your TV guide. Or me, I'll obviously tell you. For the rest of the episode, we have headlines from the end of last week. Starting with Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. New emails, yeah, you heard that right, reveal that Ginny Thomas attempted to pressure 29 Republican lawmakers, which is 27 more than was previously known, to choose alternative presidential electors that would certify Trump's electoral win over Biden. Thomas used the messaging platform Free Roots to organize a letter-writing campaign to send pre-written emails to multiple elected officials simultaneously, including to more than half of the Republican members of the Arizona State Legislature at the time. For some context, Free Roots' archived webpages shows that it was heavily used in late 2020 by groups who were seeking to overturn the election. You know, I could have sworn a few years ago there was quite a furor over the use of a private email server. So you have to wonder, what do these people have to say about the use of a very public one? But at least one person is experiencing a consequence for their views toward the insurrection. And of all people, it is Washington Commanders coach Jack Del Rio, who referred to the insurrection as a, quote, dust up in comparison to BLM protests in 2020. Del Rio apologized a day later after intense backlash and his team has fined him $100,000 that will be donated to the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. I think in a more perverse society, he would also be compelled to watch the congressional hearings with his eyes held open, a la Bird Box. 
It is clear that MAGA support is not a deal breaker everywhere. The former Interior Secretary under the Trump administration, Ryan Zinke, won his primary to become the Republican nominee in the race for a new congressional seat that represents Western Montana. In November, he will face Democratic nominee Monica Trinnell, who is an attorney and Olympic rower. The Republican primary was a very close race that required a hand recount, and Zinke won by just over 1,600 votes. As a quick refresher, under the Trump administration, Zinke was involved in multiple ethics investigations, one of which determined that he lied to an ethics official about his involvement in a commercial real estate deal. I mean, yeah, you couldn't even intern in the Trump administration without that on your resume. One headline that went under the radar last week is that the Supreme Court abolished individual Americans' ability to sue Customs and Border Patrol agents for violating their constitutional rights in the case of Egbert v. Boole. The majority opinion nearly guts the 1971 precedent case Bivens v. Six Unknown Named Agents, yes, it was called that, which established that federal law enforcement officers may be individually sued for violating an individual's constitutional rights and potentially may have to compensate them. The majority opinion here still allows people who believe their rights were violated to file a grievance with the law enforcement agency that employs the officer who allegedly violated their rights. However, these will be investigated by that agency, not by the typical legal process, and it most likely shuts down a plaintiff's ability to be compensated. The court was split six to three. Get used to that. The U.S. announced on Friday that they're ending the requirement for travelers to test negative for COVID-19, effective yesterday. The CDC has determined that this is no longer necessary based on, quote, science and data. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to make people wear masks on those flights anyway, you wouldn't want to risk Americans taking COVID tests abroad and having a positive experience with socialized medicine. And finally for today, NASA announced late last week that they are establishing an independent group of investigators to study UFOs, which we are now calling UAPs, by the way, standing for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. I'm not clear on the reason for the rebrand other than NASA wanting to get in on the trendy baby naming craze. Like maybe calling it a UFO is like naming your baby Edith in 2022. This new investigation comes after the military encouraged pilots to document their experiences, and the number of reported encounters has exploded in recent years, usually involving strange objects zooming at high speeds across vast distances with no clear engine. The study will begin in the fall and take about nine months to complete before culminating in a public report, which I'm sure will result in zero widespread conspiracies spread by bad members from the 90s. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Credit Karma. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of credit issuers so you can be sure that you are exploring all sorts of options. Best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. Comparing cards is 100% free and won't affect your credit scores. I rely on Credit Karma to check my credit score and keep track of it, and I find it to be so useful and trustworthy. If you are ready to find the card for you, head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. That's creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.